We're super excited to announce the launch of our podcast, The Design Driven Life, sponsored by WellFit Human. I talk with experts in an upbeat, informational series of conversations. Join us and listen to seasoned entrepreneurs, leaders, and wellness gurus as they share their wealth of knowledge on important topics like money, fear, anxiety, self-trust, or lack thereof it, and how to spot opportunities amongst life's chaos, gain the tools and inspiration it takes to shift your mindset so you can create the world that you want to live in. Hi, my name is Wendy, and today I'm speaking with Brigitte Perrault. Brigitte is a pioneer in the world of digital and transformational media. For the past 18 years, she has been involved with humanitarian causes such as survivors of state-sponsored torture, international adoption, and social and environmental impact projects. Brigitte is a recipient of the Human Dignity Award and is on the advisory board of Worldwide Women. Hi, Brigitte. Thank you so much for um, joining our podcast today. Wonderful. I'm happy to see you, to meet you, to be with you here today. Well, tell me from the beginning. Tell us everything that you want to share with us about from the beginning. What were your influences and how you sort of started on this journey to, to your current mission and vision? Okay. Uh, well, let's see. First, um, the big shift that happened for me in my life was, I mean, I, I guess we can say about 19 years ago now. Uh, well, I'm originally, originally from Montreal. I'm from Quebec. And um, so when I moved to the United States, I would say probably a couple of years after I moved to uh, Los Angeles, I, I was reading an article in a magazine, the Newsweek magazine back then, and it was about Somalia refugees coming to America. And I didn't know anything about, you know, United Nations High Commission for Refugee, UNHCR, which is the agency um, the arm, if you will, that, that um, allows refugees from refugee camps to go to different countries. Being in, you know, Montreal is a very, very cosmopolitan city, so I had met refugees there from different parts of the world. I grew up with a multicultural, multicultural environment. When I was in Los Angeles and I read that article, which was about, um, the, you know, the, the way that they live in a refugee camp, who is around them, their immediate family and the friends that they make. And, you know, so it was all about their life, which was very, very, very moving. And at the end of the article, I decided that I wanted to help because I speak French and I could only imagine refugees coming to America, not you know, it's such a different culture shock. For me, it was not a big culture shock. I'm Canadian mm-hmm. coming to coming here. And then I was already speaking English and I had a little bit of money in my pocket and I was very excited. And I thought, well, are they as, I, I don't know if they're as excited as I was. Do you know what I mean? When, mm-hmm. when they arrive, how does, that, how does that work? Do they have money? Where do they go? And I had that vision of, picking them up at the airport. 
how does that work? Who picks them up? Where do they go? Right, right. right. Do they, have- they just arrive and then, and yeah. then they take a chance. Do they have bed sheets and pots and pans? I mean, you know, there's a lot of, you're like a newborn when you arrive in another country. I mean, regardless of where you're from, you still have to start from scratch in some, at some, some levels. So, um, so that was on a Sunday afternoon when I read that article. And so the Monday morning, I called the Washington State Department, not knowing, you know, where to call because I didn't know what a resettlement agency was then. And uh, I said, well, this is, this is uh, where I live. This is what I read. And this is what I'd like to do. I just want to help. How can I help? And that really... That question and that call really gave a new tra- trajectory, if you will, for my, my life and my life's purpose. And so they gave me a phone number in Sacramento here in California, which then directed me to a resettlement agency in Los Angeles. And you know the magic of life, how things can happen, right? And um, when I called that agency, there's, the receptionist was not available because the executive director picked up the phone. <laughs> and um, so I, I ended up having a conversation directly with the, the right person. And we met two days later. And I, I remember going to her office and I, I immediately saw, you know, people waiting and people from different colors, different, different um, clothing. And it was just like this wonderful international scene already. And, um, and this woman was a beautiful woman from Eritrea, beautiful, dark skin, and just a gorgeous woman. And he, we, we immediately became friends. And I started uh, being a volunteer, which is why, you know, in today, in today, in my life, I always invite people to volunteer. It's so important because it's where whatever it is for it, it helps change whatever we're willing volunteering for. And it helps change our mindset and our heart and our, our life really volunteering is amazing because we are giving already. We're giving our time. We're giving ourselves. We're giving money or giving something. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and we always help, whether, whether it is the environment, animals, or other people. And then, so from there, I um, started helping refugees because I feel, again, because I speak French, I started helping every Friday at a clinic in Venice here, beautiful clinic where the doctors go donate their time as well. So I was translating for refugees which was another experience in itself because they really, it's, you know, to hear the, the horrific stories, you know, some of them have been, you know, there's, I mean, it, some refugees have been victims of um, state-sponsored torture as well. You know, they can be in a refugee camp for many reasons and they've, have, they've had a very difficult story and which also, you know, from refugees, I started also helping state-sponsored um, survivors of the torture, state-sponsored torture. So the stories that I was hearing, you know, and then translate, so you hear them in French, and then I had to process what I was hearing emotionally and then, tra- and then turn around and 
you know, translate in English. So that was, that was a very, um, it was not always very easy. But anyway, so yeah, it, it started a life of, uh, <laughs> I started volunteering a lot and uh, just meeting a lot of beautiful people from all over the world. And um, so that led to a lot of, that led to my life today, really. Tell, tell us like sort of like what your, you know, where you are today and what your, your big mission. I know you have um, the 50 ways to help the planet campaign. Um, and, and I'd love to hear, you know, how, 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 what, what is the intention? What is the goal with that 50 ways to help the planet? So that campaign is all about, so, so just to go back a little bit, you know, I went into, I, I was working with um, the human, in the humanitarian world, if you will, for a long time. Now I'm focusing more on the environment and the sustainability and circular economy. And, you know, because if we don't have the planet, I mean, the rest won't matter, right? So, so I'm focusing on that, but, you know, just to go back to what I've so because the, 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 the 50 ways to help the planet is something that I just uh, started promoting and, and building. But, the, you know, over the years, so many people have asked me, Brigitte, you know, I love what you do. It's great. It's cool that you can, you know, translate and help. And, but, and then the people would say to me, I really want to do something as well, and, but I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do exactly, and I don't really know where to look. And that always stayed with me because I think that there's so much to do. You know, in my, in my, in my opinion, there's so much to do. So I was thinking, how come people don't know where to look? And that's a long time ago. That's before the digital publications came along. So... And I'm a complete geek, by the way. I am. I love technology. I love everything. So when I, the first time I saw a digital magazine, it was the um, National Geographic magazine. And, you know, because I was reading the paper magazine and, and I remember the cover was about, it was the Statue of, the, of Liberty. And um, it was, and the Statue of Liberty had water up to almost, her armpits you know and it was just about if the glaciers keep melting at this space this is how you know water will rise and you know it's just and then at the end of the article i flipped the page and it says if you want to see a digital version of our article and a time lapse of you know the a video showing how the glaciers are melting and the water can be rising i mean I couldn't believe it. So I went to the, I went on the internet and I found the magazine and then I discovered this world of digital magazine, which is like an, a, a big website, really, you know? So I decided to create a magazine about causes, about global issues and that people can donate to a cause, can, you know, click to get a, watch a trailer. I mean, it was, a, it was, it's all engaging. And, and, and I could give the tools and I could promote nonprofit, nonprofit organizations and, and, uh, and Jean, the lovely Jean, our mutual friend, that's how, I mean, she helped me so much with that. So we built something really extraordinary together. Yeah, I, 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 love, I love what you guys built. I know it started with, with Perot and then the Global Lead, and that is now called Ignite, right? 
Yes. So last yeah. year I rebranded everything under Ignite, I-G-N-Y-T-E, Transformational Media. So under- I the- love that name, by the way. Not oh, to interrupt you, but I love it. It is brilliant. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. So- and on the Ignite Transformational Media, we have the magazine, which I rebranded from Peru Magazine to Ignite Magazine. And Ignite Magazine is still really um, a lot about a glo- global issues. It's not necessarily about you know, one topic. So we try to cover different, different uh, areas. And um, then I launched last January, a month before the pandemic, <laughs> Um, I launched on January 20th, 2020, Ignite TV. So Ignite TV is a streaming channel about sustainability. And we are on Roku and Fire TV and Internet TV. And that's really about, you know, traveling, changing the world. What is sustainable travel, uh, uh, sustainable products, ethical fashion, you know. So we're, it's it's a lot about giving people the tools to uh, help and and engage with the uh, with the environment. You know, uh, like uh, package. Uh, what type of packaging and biodegradable products and avoiding plastic and so on. And then the third one is just what we started talking about a little bit. It's the fifty ways to help the planet. It's incredible because it sounds like you've just really evolved your passion and your mission um, to be a global citizen, not just from bringing awareness, um, you know, by sharing stories and sharing how people get involved, but, but now to a higher level of, you know, adding education to it, you know, the education for everybody with the 50 ways and um, using short videos is such a, such a great way to just sort of give people little snippets of information because it's hard to keep people focused. There are so many things to do and so many um, causes to support. And, you know, I think really there's certain ones that resonate more with other people, but by, by, putting in front of them and layering what you're talking about, the information, the education, and then having like a workshop, sort of like interactive involvement is such a, it's such a like all encompassing way to really, um, you know, keep, keep the future in front of us. You seem to be very like hands-on in all aspects of, of Mm -hmm. growing, um, the different things that you're doing with 50 ways to help the planet and ignite. Um, what is, what is some of the, the areas, I mean, I'm sure it can't all be, you know, there's challenges, right? Like what are, what are some of the challenges or feelings or things that, that, that come up for you just for other people listening who want to get either get involved with what you're doing or they're working on something similar, you know, it all kind of ties together and maybe they're, they're having some things to overcome. Like what do you have that, that you've had to overcome? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that um, it's important to understand and learn how to build partnerships. I would say at the beginning, you don't quite know. It, it, it can be an obstacle because you don't know who's doing what. You don't know where to go. And, you know, social media has so much. It's, it's, uh, it has become so vast. And so how do you tap into? I, so I would say it's important to sit and focus. You write down what your ideas are, how you can, how you, you write down your own plan. And then from there, you build, you start building partnerships depending on for me it's all global so I I like I I have become very very good at building global partnerships so what that means is that I would contact a company an organization a CEO and say this is what I'm 
doing. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. Would you like to be part of it? And because of the world that I'm in, really, it's all for better, right? It's all to, to make the, the world a better place uh, from uh, the human, hu human side to the, um, you know, the future, future generations to the environment. So, I mean, and Jean would tell you that, I mean, when we started the magazine, nobody can say no, <laughs> because it's all good. Right? So, I mean, I would say we, were, we used to laugh because when I started the magazine, would say, well, okay, who do, who do we put on the cover? My stars are elephants. It's not necessarily <laughs> about somebody like, you know, a celebrity on the cover, but we right. need those. So, I mean, anybody that I would call from uh, Jane Goodall to Carlos Santana, I mean, nobody could say no because, um, and I mean, let's be clear, these are all people that are making also beautiful things and they have their own organization. So we started collaborating and what they do in exchange and, one of the ways is that they, they help promote what my team and I is doing. So it's kind of a, that's a circularity right there because, um, and what I give them is they're associated with something that is young and growing or some things or some, some already established uh, format, if you will, but it's about building relationships. And at the moment, I think there are plenty of movement, plenty of organizations. So I tell people, don't start another one. Awesome. Yeah. So um, we, we're definitely supporting your campaign and the 50 ways to help the planet. Right. I think it's, I think what you said about joining and not having to go out and start your own whole new cause. There's so many yes. ways to um, do good in the world with organizations that are already existing and, and, and grow and build with those, with yes. these relationships, you know, like the ones that, that you're starting. And so there is something that um, you, you talked about a little bit in the beginning that I just want to sort of circle back to, because I think, um, you talked about having to translate it just because I really want to share that part of your story and your journey, um, mm -hmm. because it's such, such a powerful and amazing, um, thing, uh, you know, to be, a, I guess it was, it would be so emotionally hard to hear a story and then have to translate a story yes. of torture. And mm -hmm. so I, I just really love for you to just share, just so people can have a little bit more insight about you as a human um, in, in what you're doing with Ignite and the 50 ways to help the planet, um, you know, just sort of not to go backwards, but just, just to sort mm -hmm. of go back and touch on, you know, an experience and, and how um, an experience or, you know, that you had with the torture victims and sort of, is that something you're still doing? And, you know, some of the feelings around, you know, how you can, you know, still, help these people while struggling with their story. So I'd just love it if you could just share a little bit more about how, how you were involved with that. And if you continue to be involved with that and just some of the feelings around that. And if you use those feelings to help fuel you still today. Yes, I will always be involved. I will always be part of that group. So the, uh, the agency that I, I'm volunteering with or for it's called Program for Torture Victims, ptvlaforlosangeles.org, ptv, Program for Torture Victims, la.com.org. And so, but they, they help refugees to resettle, but also survivors of state-sponsored torture. And what that is, just to be clear, uh, those can be uh, students manifesting, they 
kidnapped and you know they're arrested and they're put in jail and they're tortured and then see if they can escape fantastic and sometimes they end up in los angeles and you can have religious leaders business owners journalists that write the wrong article right and then they're persecuted and um and uh, i mean sometimes they, they have time to go to an embassy and prepare the document and just flee their country and they can never go back they can never go back and that's the that's the tragedy as well and as far as translating um yes i have i have to admit that i have to i've I've had to translate some very very difficult stories that sometimes you don't expect because you know we live in such a privileged world right we have our democracy we have all our freedoms and um so and it's important to preserve that here and um so <laughs> wink wink <laughs> elections are coming we'll vote. yes um, please vote <laughs> please vote and uh so yes yeah, so you know sometimes i've i've heard stories and um you know that i had to pause i could not continue i could not take i had to absorb the story taken in because sometimes I felt like crying, you know, and then I had to pause, ask the, the doctor to give me a minute and then turn around and translate that. Sometimes I had to even stop the doctor for asking questions so rapidly because you have to give a break to that person. And sometimes, you know, these are young people, young girls. And um, so, you know, I got into trouble because I was a translator. <laughs> so I had to they were telling me, well, do your job, just keep translating. And I would say, you know what, there's a whole human aspect to translating this kind of story. So you have to, I mean, you know, I had to tell, I had to tell, translate a doctor's words, you know, telling this young girl that she had um, AIDS and was going to have to take, there's no cure, as she was 17 and that she had to take this medication and then her mother had to come in. I mean, you know, there's like this, the tragedies of life. Things, you know, she had been raped and contract, contracted uh, HIV. So, I mean, there's a lot of things. And then I, at some point I was helping the doctor measure scars on this guy's legs. He had been, you know, tortured. And uh, so, I mean, just difficult stories of people, you know, family members being shot in front of them. And, you know, people live in different parts of the world where there's social disturbance and genocides and, right? So it's, um, yeah, it was a difficult thing to do for me. But it also taught me, Wendy, this, uh, helping people like that, being a volunteer, changed my life in so many ways because they, those beautiful people are still in my life. And I go to their weddings, I translate sometimes the weddings, the vows, and uh, I go to, uh, I went unfortunately to a funeral last year, Um, but they're part of my life and um, it's uh, it's important to volunteer because for me, I was going to say that it it taught me uh, so much about resilience. But because sometimes, you know, we go through our little battles here in our life, but, and we are, you know, resilient. I mean, we go through, people go through different things in life right here, everywhere in the world. But, you know, 
there's some stories that are very, very powerful. And it taught, you know, for them to resettle in a place where they have nobody, an agency, yes, with attorneys and doctors, but it's all people that they don't know, their family, their friends are so far away. So I wanted to make sure that through the process, they knew that I am here. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. It's been um, super inspiring to hear your story of how you got started. I'm obsessed with Ignite TV. I love it. Um, <laughs> so incredible. Together. Yes, let's do it. Um, and so, yeah, I can't wait to get to know you even more um, in the future. And I really appreciate your time. I know um, everyone's time is super valuable and I really appreciate you sharing um, with us today what you're doing. I can't wait to keep to help you um, build upon your platform. Well, I appreciate your time as well. I appreciate what you're doing. You're, you're also a woman on fire. I know that you. you're doing a lot and you're accomplishing a lot. And, um, and, I, and you have the wonderful Gene part of your team. So it's going to be great. Awesome. Thank you so okay. much, Brigitte. Um, have an amazing weekend and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find more about Brigitte and her work at www.ignite.tv and you can email her for inquiries at B as in Brigitte, P as in Perot at ignite.world. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Design Driven Life. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate and review our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe for automatic delivery of new episodes.